I would say, hey, uh, strip the ego. And this is an amazing experience for you mm -hmm. over these next three years. If you're talking about Volkswagen, Shane, it's an amazing experience. So uh, be more open to learn uh, as, a, as opposed to teach. Hey there, everybody. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us again today. We are pumped that you're here. We're excited you're here. We appreciate you checking out Todd Versations presented by TLC. I want you to meet a friend of mine. I love this guy. I love what these guys are doing. This is exactly why this broadcast exists. Please give it up for my friend sitting right over here, Shane Town, co-founder of Next Up Brands. Welcome, my brother. Hey, thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Excited. Proud to be here. Love what you're doing. Thank you for the invite. Appreciate it. Th thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. Let's make sure you feel that way when we get done with this. You may freaking hate we'll me. Who knows? We'll see. Well, yeah, but potential's <laughs> there. Hey, I we'll live see. in that potential world every day. I've been doing it my entire career. There's either you love right. it or you hate it, right? I, I'm fine with that. It don't That's bother right. me. It don't bother me. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm really excited that you're here because you guys, what you're doing, your trajectory in your life. I mean, I've known you a long time and, and right. your trajectory has changed and you're doing some amazing stuff, but I am a just... I'm, I'm a big fan of what Next Up is about, right? I think it's so cool um, what you guys are doing. And you're out lifting up young brands. I mean, young brands, even some mature brands and stuff. But you're, you're, you're just giving them a, 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 you know, a boost forward and some common sense and driving them into the marketplace. You've got some amazing brands, some amazing stories. But I've got you know, a ton of questions. I especially want to get into some of your brand work that you're doing because you got some amazing – you just got some cool stories. And I think people need to hear that, that, you know – Sometimes young brands are sitting around, they're trying to figure out which way to go, like a startup is doing, you know, it's kind of crazy. What do we do? How do we do it? Right. We got to get money. We got to grow. And sometimes, man, you just need somebody to come in and mentor. You need somebody to come in and just answer some questions, some easy questions, hard questions, whatever the case may be. And I just dig that about you guys. I so, that. I, you know, without further ado, my brother, I'm going to get off my soapbox, start firing you a whole <laughs> bunch of questions. I hope you're ready, dude, because I got a I'm, bunch of questions. I'm ready. I'm ready. I usually do. And I try to put in one or two good ones. I really do. Good. Hit, Maybe. Hit, hit. Well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, let's do it. But let's let's get everybody up to speed, right? I don't need to get off my soapbox and stuff. Sure. But what is Next Up Brand? Explain to everybody what you guys are all about. No, that's great. So so Next Up Brands um, started and founded by myself and my business partner Dan Gutwein, um, which collectively uh, between the two of us uh, ranges. Uh, multiple years in food, beverage, CPG, retail, wholesale distribution. Uh, you know, as, as the years click on, we kind of look back and say, hey, the two founders have about 60 plus years collective experience. So I'll let everybody uh, judge the ages in there. But, uh, um, you know, we just we, we, we came together and realized that um, we wanted to put together an organization that was founded in authenticity um, that, that could help share kind of the experiences that we've had in the industry and kind of put that out there for uh, younger emerging brands. As you said, mm -hmm. some established, some, some, you know, just starting out. Brand new, um, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, really wanted to put something together that, that first and foremost added and showed value to the people mm -hmm. that we were, we were partnering with. And, and that, that word gets thrown around a lot, but it's, it's really at the core of, of who Next Step Brands is all about. So ultimately, uh, we have three areas of, of focus within our organization. We've got uh, uh, sourcing and networking acceleration. Uh, we have food industry consultation, 
And then third, and certainly not least, emerging brands acceleration and representation. And, and those three main components, and, and hopefully we get a chance to maybe talk a little bit about this uh, uh, later on or how we, we came to that, because that certainly wasn't our, our first uh, pass at this. Um, and that talks about evolution, and hopefully we'll get into a little bit of that. But, but truly where our, our client um, partners, where we truly can produce the, the, the value for them is when they allow us to kind of touch each one of those main components. And if we right. can bring all three of those together and we're all rowing in the same direction, we're all uh, have that same strategic vision right out of the get-go, uh, really there's nothing that, that limits us or stops us in the marketplace. And, and it really uh, just, again, uh, exacerbates the value that we hope to bring to the, to the relationship. Well, it's such a great word, value, right? And we're all judged by that, right, in business. Like, what is your value? What is your ROI? Absolutely. And sometimes a conversation with somebody that's been around the block once or twice or have tripped a few <laughs> times going around the block, right? Which we happens when you get older and you have, yes, right, sir. right. We've all been yes, there, right? We've all been there. Oh, but yeah. sometimes those conversations are more valuable than we put, and, and a lot of times give them credit for being. And I think that's something that a young brand, you know, you know, I deal with these same kind of thing. In, in my business, I deal with a lot of young brands, a lot of young people are trying to find their way. And they get so blinded at times by the world surrounding them. You know, I would say the world surrounding you, but in their minds, the world's just condensing down on them sometimes. Yeah. So to get some perspective, you know, is really, really cool. And I and I love, I, I love this, you know, this emerging brand acceleration. I just love that phrase. And I I dive in, explain what that is, because yeah. I just think that's just such a great backbone of what you guys are doing at Next Up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it, it definitely uh, it it's definitely a. Uh, a critical part and it's such a fun part of, of, of what we do too. Um, you know, I, in our opinion, uh, people sometimes have a misperception uh, of, of what an emerging brand is. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we certainly uh, have partnered with very small brands, um, very small organizations, startup companies, but, but that doesn't necessarily always have to be the emerging brand angle. It could also be a very large organization that's looking sure. to diversify and get into a, a, another channel or develop a new product line, et cetera, or a very large company that, that feels strongly that they have this like next disruptive edge hitting the marketplace and, and need some guidance on, on how they execute it. Cause maybe, maybe they've been executing in a space for, you know, decades uh, in, in a very conventional kind of cookie cutter approach and they want to, sure. they want to disrupt the market. So those, those kind of bookends, if you will, and everybody in between is, uh, is really what we love to work with and, and focus on. And, and specifically on the emerging brands piece um, we really view it as uh, a product, a service, a brand that uh, has a uh, disruptive feel, that has a, a runway, if you will, of timing. So it doesn't have to be like the first and only in this category to disrupt mm -hmm. the brand or the market. Um, it could be, frankly, you know, the second or third or even fourth or fifth, but it has a different angle, a different approach to how they're going to do it, whether it's a flavor profile, a technique on, on how they're going to go to market, a story to tell. But again, something that, this, that uh, truly disrupts the uh the the marketplace and it's on trend and and the the last one is and this could be even better and this is kind of the 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 special sauce if you will if we find that specific type of brand that just blows us away now we've got a proprietary vetting process and all this stuff but 
you know, if we if we can hone in and fine tune what they're trying to accomplish in the marketplace and, and mm-hmm. what's this disruptor. And it's, you know, just prior to being on trend, it's about ready to explode. Or, you know, I think of, I think of plant-based before plant-based was a really, you know, on trend kind of category. Uh, right. boy, those are the ones that we really like uh, hone in on and, and really get excited and passionate about, about taking to the next, the next level. So um, that's definitely an exciting part of our organization, something we love to do for sure. So when you get into a brand like that and just in thinking about that a little bit deeper, it's just not about the fact that you can necessarily win the day, right? It's not about this race to the finish line when you're looking at these things. Cause you talk about the story, you talk about the people, right. whatever. So how much of that, when you go through that vetting process, you know, you're looking at that and you've got this system that you guys use to go through. And let's face it, if they don't meet your criteria, you know, you may walk from them, right? That's just the, way, the way it works. Right. Absolutely. Um, which is a good lesson for a brand itself. So when you get these young companies, like, and you're looking at them, you know, is it just you always see in the finish line is always about are, are you just finding that one thing, that niche thing? It's like, God, that's that's the golden ticket right there that we got to lean into. And you find a lot of times these young brands don't necessarily see that because of their perspective, though. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and you know, it's funny that you use the word uh, finish line because not necessarily it's always about the finish line. And, right. and I, I w- actually would certainly argue that it's more about the process. Actually, one of my. One of my favorite quotes is uh, is uh, from Gary uh, 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 Vanderchuk, who who talks about um, uh, you know you, you've got to love the process. If you don't love the process, you've already lost, and that's a right. that's a huge huge component of this because it is a you know it is a it can be a very long arduous trip, a very long tra- uh, trail or um, or track to to find success and it again it's not about necessarily the end goal it's about that process and, and, right. and achieving it so yeah a lot of times people you know unfortunately get focused on they see other brands just blow up and be extremely successful and they right. say hey I want to I want to be that I want to do that and really they're missing the multiple steps that it takes and the drive and the the, the many pitfalls and pivots and fall on your face and fail and pivot and change and evolve. Uh, and, and if you don't love that innately, if you don't wake up and springboard out of bed every day saying, man, I'm going to hit it today. That's the passion I'm bringing. This is the passion that I have for the brand. Then frankly, maybe you shouldn't be a brand owner. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe, maybe, maybe another, another uh, pathway is, uh, is best for you because you got to love the process and you got to, you got to grind it every day. And uh, I, I think that's a big thing that, that people focus on uh, incorrectly is the, the in success. Now I love to understand what success looks like. And that's mm-hmm. one of the processes we go through at Next Step Brands is, you know, it all starts and, and ends with a strategic vision and a, and a planning. And so that we're all on the same page of what wants to be accomplished and what success looks like for, you know, Brand A is quite different from brand Z and everywhere in between, but to just solely focus on the end um, finish line, uh, you know, it's, it's not a sprint. It's a, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a marathon, if you will. And for sure. Well, you know, look, I, I, I say it all the time. I say it all the time in this broadcast. You cannot climb the ladder unless you start on the first rung. It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. You, nobody's nobody's ever jumped to the top of the ladder. I mean, maybe there's some athletes, elite athletes can jump up right. on a 10 foot ladder. I don't know. 
Right. But, right. You know, my world is you start at the first one and you keep going. And that's really right. important. And that first part of that ladder, the base, is where the hard work really lives. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. where it really lives. So, you know, you guys are you guys are a big portfolio. I mean, you guys have got a lot of brands under your belt. Um, how are like you know, national brands and international brands in common in a lot of ways. And then, but mm -hmm. how are they different as well? I mean, is there exceptions to the rule from a geographical standpoint? I mean, the business logic is the same, but international business, international thoughts and, you know, trends and stuff are different. This episode of Toddversations is brought to you by Brookfield Organic Produce. To change the way you buy organic produce, contact Rodney at brookfieldorganicproduce.com. Absolutely. No, absolutely. They are. Um, it kind of slightly going back to something that you mentioned too. And, and, and this will, this will talk to you about the, the common thread or the common um, uh, commonality between an international and national brand, but it goes back to that passion. And you talk about like walking away from uh, some, some brands, it's more about uh, you know, if we can't add value, you know, why waste everybody's time? And, and that's a, that's a mutual understanding that uh, sometimes we have to face, but again, it starts and stops for us with value. It's value forward first. Um, so if, you know, we've, we, again, we've got a very arduous, uh, long vetting process before we bring on a brand, but, um, you know, it, it has to, it has to kind of gel. Everything has to come together. Sometimes we're the right fit for people. Sometimes we're not. And if we can't add value, then we do have to move on, but it's to answer specifically your question. Uh, the the thing that's the common thread is the passion uh, across the board. It doesn't it doesn't matter what part of the the globe that you come from. That passion for what you're doing, whether it's uh, by God, I'm growing the best best blueberry in the world, and I got to get it to other markets, or whether you've got the the most amazing um, you know product line that you want to see uh, reach as many people as possible. Um, or that service that you're providing, et cetera, that, that, that passion across all, you know, genders, ethnic, ethnicity, I can't, I can't even speak. Uh, yeah, thank, a, thank you, sir. Thank you. Dude, they, didn't teach, <laughs> hey, they didn't teach that in public high school. Exactly. Kids. Exactly. No, we didn't I'm, learn how to I'm spell that. I'm a food guy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, actually everybody, everybody has that passion for what they do. So that's, that's certainly a common thread. Now, uh, where they differ uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, piece here because everybody culturally has a different angle and a different way of doing business. And, you know, a little bit of a gratuitous plug here, if you will. I mean, that's really where Next Up Brands comes into this is that we help kind of navigate work as a liaison in between those um, those obstacles. So, you know, whether you're, you're, you're uh, a brand in, in the United States trying to do business in Canada and you have to, you know, alter, you know, nutritional levels or, sure. or what's uh, written on the packaging or, or, uh, you know, going back a blueberry grower in, uh, in South America who uh, you want to understand the import export kind of parameters around that and what it's like to do business in the United States. Uh, that's where we help. That's where we help too, and and try to navigate the the nuances and cultural differences between the two. So, um, you know, that's I think I think that's a significant difference, and um, and we're we're big on embracing change and challenge. So again, it kind of goes back to our vetting process. Regardless if you're a national or international uh, brand or company, if you if you hold those things. Um, 
very passionately that you're going to embrace change and challenge. You know, right out of the gate, I feel like we're, we're, we're a giant step forward of being able to work together because there's going to sure. be a lot of a lot of those things that need to be tweaked and evolved through the process. Well, and how does, you know, you put people through, you know, it's funny because I think about this like, hey, I'm, you know, Bob with the brand and I'm calling yeah. you up for help. And you're like, well, you got to get vetted first. People must yeah. be like, holy shit, what the hell you mean? I got to get well, vetted? It, what? You know, but it, I know, it, I'm not saying it's bad thing, but it's like, first starts, know, it's very, it first starts with the 5K. It first starts yeah. with and then it goes into uh, bicycling, then swimming. So if you're not a proficient swimmer, then you can't, you know, forget about it. But well, you uh, lost me. At, you <laughs> lost me at five k. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Trust me. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it's we we call it our MVP four, and and it is a you know a proprietary angle of our company. But yeah, um, I love it though. It, it, it hits all the angles. It's I mean, it's not just hey, do you have the best brand? Does it taste fantastic? I mean, some of these things you know, or just kind of like commonplace, of course, it's going to be phenomenally delicious. And of, you know, they've got to have the the passion. It's it's the the people and the process behind it, too. Um, you have to be open uh, and willing to take advice and change. And, and, and frankly, uh, one of the biggest things, and I, I just want to, I think it's worthwhile to, to focus yeah. on this. It, it has to, it has to be stripped from the ego is what is what we call for it. sure. Um, dude. Now, now I'm not ego and swagger, two totally different things. I, I love 100%. I love swagger. You know, hit it every day. If if frankly, if you're not screaming from the rooftops that by God, this is the best X on the planet, right? What are we doing anyway? Right. So that hundred percent that's swagger. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's rock and roll and we'll we'll do great things. Uh the ego though. Uh, we see this all the time with brand owners and, and it is, it is kind of a slippery slope because especially as a startup, you have to be everything, uh, right. you know, you have to be accounting and you're on, on the call and you're doing sales calls and, and, uh, you know, I mean, you're just doing everything. And, right. um, so that kind of mentality leads you or starts to lead you down a road where I'm the only person that can do anything for my yeah. company. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, we could go into how that limits your scale and your growth and, and all these things, but ultimately, and this is always a, you know, a shock for the wrong brand owner is there's a ton of people out there that can do what you need to do for your company. That's exponentially better at it than you are. And that's yeah. sometimes a hard pill to swallow for somebody who created so. something. Um, and, and trust me, I've struggled with that myself. It's tough, but, um, the more you can be open, the more that you can uh, ask questions, uh, you know, understand that you don't know everything and, and, and seek out the, uh, the answers here. Uh, you know, I'll use your, your, uh, your words uh, on this one to uplift. If you want to uplift your brand, if you want to uplift your company, you have to open up yourself to, to uh, advice and, and understanding that you don't know. And, and we, we find one of the, critical kind of through this vetting process that it's either a, Hey, we can do this or not. Is that openness right. to change, embracing change and challenge. Uh, but then also being stripped of that ego. Cause there's going to be a lot of things through the process. That's going to rub you the wrong way, frankly, pro and con. Uh, that's, that's sure. one thing we can talk about too. Like the, the pitfalls of scale, the pitfalls of success with, which sounds odd, but, um, that's that's all encompassed in the process. So well, that, that's a big one for us. 
I agree. And I <laughs> and good or bad or indifferent. I say it all the time. I'm the one guy in the room doesn't give a shit you own the company. So let's just get clear, right? Let's <laughs> have that. Because right. if we because right. if we cannot be at that level of transparency in the conversation, what good are you providing? What good am I providing? What good is anybody providing? If you just want somebody to come in here and pat you on the back or tell you you're doing good 100%. or give you a cookie when you go to bed, where 100%. are you going to be in five years, right? The chances 100%. are you're not going to be in the position you're in today. You know, and I see that a lot of time when people hire, right? You have somebody that has that problem and it's a problem. It's a leadership problem. It is a skill set that needs to be, it's not a skill set. They think it's a skill set. It's an, it's an action that needs to be corrected. But I've seen people that hire that way where they bring in people to do nothing, but just stroke and say yes to people. It's like, good luck with that. That's a trajectory. It's going to bite you in the ass. Those people and those organizations or those brands, uh, their best case scenario is they're going to stay stagnant. Yeah. And 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 in a world where I say that there is no stagnant, you're either going backwards or you're going forwards. There's no like kind of mediocre. Um, the best that they can do is have a, a very small period of time of, uh, of, of being stagnant uh, when you have yes people. And so how, how Next Up Brands approaches that is again, uh, a, a word that we literally put up on when we were developing the organizational structure and the concept and the model of our organization, um, authenticity was very important to us. And, and, you know, the way that you're, uh, being authentic to yourself, to your brand, to the people that you, uh, have partnered with and, and represent and the, and the people that you're, you're servicing to the, the buyer side of this process, um, you know, authenticity is king for sure. For sure. Oh, hundred percent. Well, I, I, we're on the kind of going down this trail. I'm going to stay on yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about some of the common, you know, misconceptions and not necessarily even a startup. Right. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I don't even think that's the right word, but you know, misconceptions that businesses have, whether they are a startup or whether, you know, they've got a little bit of legacy to them that, that really surprised um, that I think, what are they really surprised by when you come in and roll, you know, pull back the sheet a little bit and start having right. these conversations. It's like, where's that, where's that, you know, epiphany moment of like, Oh, I know, you know, like we kind of just talked about a little bit, but I like right. to get a little bit deeper in it. Cause I think it's, I think it's really relevant um, that people understand that, you know, maybe how they're feeling they think is, is great. But in the end of the day, it's really not. And mm-hmm. you get people to try to get garner perspective because leadership sometimes, again, that perspective is very narrow because it's just, this is the world they're in 24, seven, 365. And they right. lose some of that outside you know, guidance and stuff. So what, what would be some common misperceptions you think for businesses that really surprised? Well, I mean, with, without a doubt, um, you know, it, it, without a doubt, it's just the, how, how long some of these, uh, these processes can take. I mean, again, this is a, this is a process. This is an evolution of growth in your business. And, um, I, I think that that's, a, uh, again, a, a misperception that a lot of people have. They come in strong with, again, that swagger, like I've got the best of the best. And it's like, right. oh, oh, wait a second, um, can, we just, can we just get it on the shelf? I mean, can we just get a product on the shelf? It's, it's delicious. You've tried it. Why wouldn't it just be successful from, from that point? Um, 
And, and, and again, I, I, there's not even enough letters in the alphabet to go to A through Z of all the, the misperceptions in there that of all the steps that you have to take. It's not, right. it's not just getting an awesome product. There's millions and millions of awesome products. And there's frankly millions upon millions of awesome products that haven't even hit the market yet that, you know, people have this phenomenal recipe or this family passed down from generation, this way of doing business. That, that will never hit the market. So it's not for a lack of these, uh, you know, amazing services and products. It's, it's all the steps that it takes to really not only get your product to market, but be successful in the market. And, and again, gratuitous plug, uh, number two or three, I, I've lost track. But I mean, that's what, that's what Next Up Brands kind of helps navigate that, uh, that, that pathway through because um, a lot of people um, get stuck and especially emerging brands get stuck in in hitting rabbit holes and going down mm-hmm. rabbit holes that 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 frankly that they shouldn't and it's a waste of For time sure. energy money and effort and the best of those best they'll get uh down a rabbit hole realize that they're going the wrong way not have the ego and back out of it but the time energy and and money that's been um you know, uh, wasted during that time period. Again, some of the value that we like to to preach is that you know if we can just keep you away from two to five rabbit holes that you would go down and keep you more on a uh, linear path to success, you know, we're showing that value that we 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 sought out to to represent. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it you know a lot of these companies. Um, and, and you're and go back to what you said earlier. You know, you're right. There's a lot of competition. You, you walk down the salsa aisle of a grocery store. If you want to know right. what competition is, walk down a salsa aisle. Oh my God. Yeah. Literally. It's, it's, right. it's crazy, but you're right. And, and, and it's the same thing. We're seeing this now a little bit in, mm-hmm. in, in the, in the ag sector with, with technology. I mean, there's oh, yeah. people doing stuff in their garage, their basement, a warehouse, a rooftop. All, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's a thousand of them that none of us even know about yet that are coming. Right. And that's the thing I think to be mindful of is that the world has continued to evolve and as technology evolves, things start to go at just a faster, faster pace. So with that being said, you know, one of the things that a lot of these companies deal with is getting outside money, right? Investment money. And that's, you know, that can be a positive, that can be a negative too, right? I mean, it can be negative culturally because they're not prepared for, well, what do you mean? I, you know, this, what do you mean? I got it. This is different now. This wasn't the way we did it a week ago. Um, and that could affect young brands. Right. Um, obviously, it's a cost of doing business. Um, but, you know, it's a fast change that folks can be ready for or they're not ready for. Right. So how do you guys how do you deal with that? Because, you know, you're a part of us. You're part of the solution. Money is a part of a solution in some way. Absolutely. So how Absolutely. do you deal? Because, you know, again, those guys over here that are saying, hey, I want my six percent back, you know, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Right. And you guys are going, hey, let's you know, let's make sure that we're moving this thing forward with authenticity and with value and, and with transparency mm-hmm. and all these other things that are important that maybe necessarily don't get recognized by some folks. So how do you guys navigate that? No, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I told you what I told you to begin. I don't have shitty questions. No, I don't. I, I, I mean, I, I may I be a, hey, I may be a dumbass, but I can think a little. I can't, I can't believe I even doubted you for a second, Todd. Uh, oh, you're crazy. making points, baby. You're making points. I love that's it. What I, that's what I do. Um, no, it's a, it's a good question, and I I just want to um, just want to think about it for a second because you you hit on something that's very interesting is that. Um, there, there, there's a ton of money being thrown every which way. 
or, or, or certainly it can seem that way, especially when, uh, I, I know we're harping a lot on emerging brands, but that, that seems to be, uh, certainly it's, it's one of our focuses, but it's, it's so apropos to this conversation with emerging brands on this space is that on an outsiding outsider, emerging brand looking in like, my God, there's hundreds of millions of dollars being thrown everywhere. Um, you know, what about me? Is this the angle that I should, should go or better yet? Um, the only way I'm going to be successful is if I jump on this bandwagon and, and what kind of bandwidth as an organization do I need to surround myself in the, in the, this VC funding, this, this right. bringing on money. And I mean, at, at next up brands, we have a very, very simple answer to that is uh, let's figure out if that's the best solution for you. So for us, it, it very much starts with a, a very comprehensive strategic planning session. Again, like I said earlier, where we're, mm -hmm. we understand what 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 does what does success look like, but what kind of path do you want to take to find that success? Do do are is your organization or what you hope to have your organization be open you up for that kind of funding, or is it more? internalized that you want to, you know, keep your funding or, or how you're going to grow your organization. And again, I, I talk a lot about bookends and everywhere in between, but, but, but those are two very fundamentally different directions that a brand can take. And, and neither one is right or wrong. It, it depends right. on the brand and depends on the situation. So I guess that, you know, for, for people listening out there, it's, uh, we're a firm believer that there's no wrong answer in that in that calculation right. uh, and that it's whatever fits and works best for you to accelerate your brand and to get your brand to the vision that you see it. And, and then, and then better yet to what others see it in the, in, in the country. Cause it's, it's interesting. I talked a lot about swagger and people saying I'm the best of the best. We also have some brands too, that um, before we meet them, they are somewhat, I don't want to say complacent, but they're, they're, they're somewhat, um, they're very passionate about their brand, but they're like, I can't see myself past X. Like I X. can't see myself past a, uh, you know, maybe I can go from a farmer's market to a, a local play, you know, I, do right. really, you see me broadening past local. Yeah. I, I see you as a national, maybe even an international brand in two to three years. What do you think of that? You know? And that's, right. that's where we kind of challenge those people. And, and, and the, the ownership that kind of bites on that and says, wow, I never saw that, but let's go. Let's, let's make it happen are the ones that we get just like super excited about because these are, again, people that. That, that don't have that ego about them and they're just, but they're ready to put in the work and go. And, and going back to your question, sometimes that uh, involves a very large or um, you know input financially to get us there and sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't and it, it all just depends about that kind of strategic calculation of where they want to go and what they want to do and where we can take the business right well and I love that and that's a great answer and and you said something I, I keyed up on and, and you know when I think about what you do and I think about what I what you know this platform is and what I think because I was up, yeah. and I say it all the time we're uplifting people love we're it. uplifting brands we're I uplifting stories because they need to be told. And one thing that I noticed through this and through my career and what I've seen is that these young guns, you know, men and women, women and men, however you want to say it, these young guns coming up, what I love about these guys is they're trying to do things better and different than the past. 
whether you're 100%. making a soda, you're making a soda that is right. this now, it's not that, or you're making a food that is this now, and it's not that, because we want to make better food. We want to make cleaner food. We want to make better choices. We want to make their. So that's one of the things that I really get, you know, fired up about. You know, my spider monkey moment on Mountain Dew is when I see these young brands like this <laughs> that are, you know, they're making a cookie. Great, that's wonderful. It's another yeah. cookie down the aisle, but mm -hmm. this cookie is fair trade, and the cacao is from here, and this is, you know, regen this, and you know, the packaging is, you know, is not going to be in a landfill in a hundred years killing seagulls. It's, you know, going to it's going to decompose in three months in the sunlight, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. There's such cool things to embrace, which Absolutely. is what I love, which I'm glad this money's pushing into this category. I'm glad to see, you know, helping propel these brands forward. Right. But, you know, they, they do need, you know, they do need a little Obi-Wan like you guys are doing to try to help them stay the course. <laughs> right. And I think that's yeah, right. super important. So with that, I want to talk a little bit yeah. kind of about some of the pain points that you see, yeah. you know, because you, you're seeing pain points with, with legacy brand, brands, you see pain points with mm -hmm. young brands. Whether it be labor, you know, money's always a pain point in a lot of capacity, especially sure. on a younger brand. But food yeah. safety is another big issue that's considered right. bad. So can you touch a little bit about, you know, some of the, the pain points at some of these young companies and some of the things that you see out there today? Well, for sure. I mean, it actually goes back to several things that you've hit on. And, and it's uh, frankly, it's all of the above. Um, it's and and and. Uh, one could actually make a case that it's not any one or two or 10 pain points. It's the multitude of pain points. We go back right. to loving the process and knowing that they're going to come up. And, and uh, you know, a lot of my, my background goes back to agriculture. So I think about plowing a field and you uncover rocks through that process. And, and uh, what I always tell, you know, our, our client partners, Hey, through this process, not only are there going to be pain points, but we're going to, we're going to realize, Hey, you need to do X. And we're going to realize that there's a rock, rock in the field that we're going to uncover. And, and we might have to take two steps be, back to, to get rid of this rock. But once we do, it's gone and we're ready right. to roll. And so and now we can move five steps forward uh, much faster. So, um, I mean, you, gosh, you hit on all of them. And, and, and again, it kind of goes back to that original question or one of the original questions you asked me too is like, you know, what, what are people what do people not see or what do people um, when they're starting a company, what, what, what are they not prepared for? And it's, it's all of those things. Like what, what's labor going to look like? Uh, where Such is the money issue. coming? Uh, oh God. Uh, now in particular, I mean, there's huge delays in the system right now. Uh, and it's all trickled down from one thing. It's labor. And if you say, well, I, I can't source an ingredient or I can't source packaging, it all comes back to labor. Um, the delays on machinery and imports and exports, where does it come back to? It all comes back to labor. So labor is such a critical, um, important piece of this, uh, this whole matrix. Um, it's, a, it's a huge issue. And, and when we talk about food safety, um, I won't mention any names, but we had a, we had a brand that's um, you know, just, just uh, getting their SQF certification. Uh, to hit some very pivotal uh, positioning points for a very large national private label uh, launch with a very large national uh, organization. And we couldn't, I mean, it was like tooth and nail and came right down the wire hitting some of these deadlines. Why? Because the labor wasn't there to actually there. have a certifier come in and certify the facility when they've been aces for months, just sitting there waiting where, you know, we talk pandemic and pre pre uh, pandemic, um, it would have been a few weeks and now we're talking multiple months. So, yeah, I mean, the, there's, um, there's just so many pain points, but again, and I know I sound like a broken record. It's, it's, it's 
and that sounds odd to love that process, but loving that process and, and trying to find, especially in pain point times like this with labor, finding creative solutions around that um, and, and, and uh, to generate positive results for your, for your brand for or your sure. organization. And again, that's what, that's what we try to help navigate. And we start right out of the gate with like, let's all understand each other. There's a million pain points out there and we're going to hit probably most of them. And if, yeah. you, if you, if you like, if you find the win in accomplishing and getting past that pain point and moving to the next level, we're going to do great things together. But if it's okay. an arduous struggle every time, Oh man, I didn't think of this or that, then it's probably going to be an uphill battle for you. Not only personally, but probably or professionally, but personally as well, frankly. Well, no doubt. And let, you know, labors it's, Labor is not going away. Labor, in my right. opinion, is going to continue to be this, this, this really, you know, transportation and labor, are the two keys. Oh. I mean, you know, you, you, you look out in the port of long, the port of long beach, there's a hundred ships parked. They can't get them yeah. unloaded. There's nobody Absolutely. to unload them. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and costs associated with that. Right. I mean, these are right. all these things that we need to address. I, I was, I was actually speaking to a guy uh, was sharing with me that uh, to get a container on a boat. Um, oh yeah was was anywhere from six to eight hundred dollars to go across the Pacific. He says the rate mm -hmm. today is twelve thousand. Oh yeah. For the same oh, container. Yeah. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And people don't understand what's happening with all this and how that really drastically affects things. So yeah, being, I can, being I, absolutely and being in the Midwest and and uh, doing business along the East Coast and pulling a lot of product uh, more on the our fresh side of our business from California. I mean, you know what freight rates look like. Oh yeah. That. I mean, they, uh, to say that they've doubled or tripled in the last two years is an understatement. It's it's outrageous. And and but again, it all goes back in in our opinion to la the labor piece. You know, you, mm -hmm. you mentioned freight and logistics. Well, it's because we can't find trucks. Well, I can't trucks. Really find trucks because we can't find drivers. For truck drivers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. that that's yeah. definitely an area we. I think I think there's some creative solutions to that. I know um, uh, some of the things that we're doing with some flexible, uh, like LTL arrangements, and some some dedicated trucks on a on a bigger breadth of like consistent business going out. And so there's there's some creative nuances that can be broached in that space. But but ultimately, it's a pain point for everybody. The, the thing I, I will tell you, the thing that I've been so impressed about. And we talk about, uh, you know, positivity and uplifting, uh, as you mentioned, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been in this industry long enough to and I've sat on this side of the desk from a buyer side where, uh, you know, uh, and maybe I'm getting softer the older that I get. But it's like, uh, I, you know, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Like, you know, you can't get it here, then get it here. And what, I, what I've seen and I think. Uh, I think this is one of the positives that I think is starting to um, maybe evolve in our just food industry as a whole is uh, people are understanding that, that, you know, just because you have issues and, and delays and concerns, it doesn't mean that you're not a successful brand. You're not a successful company and business. And people are starting to, you know, to some degree kind of understand that the, the totality of doing business with a, with a brand, with a, with a company, especially when that's just starting out that maybe doesn't have the leverage that a mega corporation has right. in their own fleet or, you know, what have you. Uh, and and there, there's an understanding because I think there's, there's a overarching just, um, Ability to uh, say, I, I get it. When can you make it happen? When when can we when can we do this kind of thing? And right. uh, it's just a it's just a 
a really unique kind of uh, buying and, and relationship situation that's, that I think is developing that we're seeing in the marketplace. Yeah, it's going to be, look, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a continual change. It's not going to get any easier. I don't think for a while. Um, and it's going to be a real big challenge, but you know, I talk all the time about positive cost of food. And I try to make that point because I think that we don't put any energy into it. I personally don't think that a 79 cent box of whatever mac and cheese, whatever you want to call it, I get yeah. you know more crap for the mac and cheese people because I pick on them. It's probably <laughs> going to make you the healthiest it could possibly be, right? right? I don't see that necessarily as a positive cost of food. But mm -hmm. I do think that people that are trying in a different format, like we talked about these young guns, that maybe are $1.49 are a positive cost of food. You know, Absolutely. labor is a positive cost of food that we need to embrace, whether it's ag labor, trucking labor, whatever it is. We need 100%. to get everybody into this conversation to understand what the ramifications are because our food costs are going to start to go up and they're not going to go up because the food's getting any better. It's going to go up for all these other reasons, which scares me because we live in this world where we're always about getting cheaper at the retail level because that seems to be the winning strategy or the only one that right. we have figured out to this point. But how are we going to get better at that? And I think we have to get better by letting people positively understand what's affecting it. Because what I don't want to see is that all these costs go up, labor goes up, trucking goes up, and then we're yeah. grinding the grower down to get cheaper and, hey, fine, you know, make your infrastructure better. That Absolutely. train's left the station. There's no more, you know, we, we can't bleed these guys any harder. When you think about right. nine cents of every dollar getting back to the farmer, it's just, we got to stop and we've got to get Absolutely. our arms wrapped around this and tackle these things and solve some of these problems. Ag labor is a problem that has to get solved. It 100%. just needs to get solve it and we'll figure out how to deal with it, but we don't That's ever right. solve it. Right. That's it's right. just continual domino. Right. So sorry, I got off, I got off on a tangent, but no, you fired me up a little bit. You fired this, me up, this, baby. Hey, this is why I love you, brother, because uh you've been you've been passionate about this for uh gosh, decades, ever since I've before I've I had gray hair. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say uh when I had hair, but I don't think I've ever had hair. You haven't known me since then, so yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, you haven't. I'm yeah, not gonna I, I haven't. No, you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> call it call it what it is, man. <laughs> so, you guys, you know, you got a very diversified portfolio. I talked about it earlier. I, mean, we're gonna, I want to get a little bit further in the weeds, and I'm going to ask yeah. a few questions. But you guys are all over the board. I mean, you got peanut butter, you got tequila, you got soups, you got right. um, ag technology. You know, guys, guys growing in greenhouses, doing less. You got all kinds of stuff on your thing. You got nuts. You got it all. That's a challenge, right? You know, right. because you're, you're playing, you know, you're good at a lot of things. It's hard, right? You know, you got, cause you're over this broad thing. So you're hurting a lot of cats through these channels. There's no two ways about it. Right. Um, that's gotta be a real big challenge to have that diverse of a portfolio. So right. I'm curious, is it a challenge? How do you overcome that challenge? And the second part of that question, which I'm, I'm interested in is how much has technology played a role in cat herding for mm -hmm. you guys? Let's say, again, uh, great questions here. I, I would say, um, is it a challenge? A hundred percent. Without right. a doubt, it's a challenge. Um, uh, here, here's where I kind of, uh, again, go back to my original thing. If, if, we're, if we're leaders of an organization and we're trying mm -hmm. to counsel our, our partners and add value to our partners, and we're preaching, hey, embrace the change, embrace the challenge, but we're like, oh, we we this is over our head. We can't do it. We're the wrong people, <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to partner with. So right. first and foremost, we have, uh, you know, this isn't the, the Shane and Dan show. Uh, my business partner, Dan Gutwein, this is certainly not the, the Shane and Dan show. And we've had a great, amazing, supportive staff and in, in, in all kinds of, um, you know, pertinent areas within our organization that, mm -hmm. that uh, help support us and, and probably, uh, 
you know, just equal to, if, if not beyond that, is just a national and international group of what we call advisory partners within our organization. So we just like we vet our brands that we represent, we vet our advisors, advisory partners uh, nationally and internationally. So if, if, a, if a client, if a brand has a pain point of logistics, we feel like we vetted and have partnered with the best logistics, cold storage or ambient you know, storage distribution company in the country. Uh, that's could be the same for marketing or, uh, sure. you know, sourcing or, you know, any, any of those kind of touch points that we can touch and say, Hey, this client needs uh, our help in this area. Let's, let's put those two together. And again, kind of going back to the, those three fundamentals of our organization, when all of those jive together, that's where we, we show the most value, but certainly right. it's a, certainly it's challenging uh, to keep all those things together. The beauty, I guess, in the chaos, if you will, is um, how, how the brands uh, can uh, springboard off each other for growth. Um, whether it's a, whether it's a buyer contact, whether it's a logistical strategy where we're, right. we're teaming up, you know, if, if I've got one brand here that can't get to the West coast for under X many pallets, well, can we, can we leverage that with multiple brands that we have under our portfolio to kind of leverage a logistical solution, kind of going back to what you were talking about, some right. pain points there. So it's, a, it's, again, it's not about, um, there's a linear path to success. Uh, you know, you've got to juke and jive and you've got to kind of think out, you know, I know this gets uh, beaten up all the time, think outside the bus, but you've got to come up with creative solutions um, to, to execute. And that's a, that's a, that's a key there. And again, it goes back to uh, one of my favorite quotes is that, um, you know, everybody's got a great idea or everybody's got a dream, but execution is where it's at. And 100%. you have to have these creative solutions to execute. So kind of a, lengthy explanation for uh, uh, probably a, a somewhat uh, easy uh, question or, or simple question is just that, you know, it is a challenge, but we embrace that. We kind of, we love that process. We love, sure. we love the nuances of every one of our brands, whether you are talking tequila or you're talking a, a clean indoor salad or, or a soup or a peanut butter or uh, another emerging right. brand beverage that uh, soon to be released, that, which we're excited to talk about uh, here. Very breaking soon. news. I know breaking news right here, right here. So I'm um, talking about Todd Versations, Rise with TMZ. Right, Let's do right. it, baby. Nobody else has heard this, uh, but uh, truly going to revolutionize beverage and, and this. Love space. it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Have, have me come back, Todd. Uh, give, give me, give me one month. Have me come back. Let's, Dude, let's, go. let's talk about some, uh, I love it. Well, you know, you got an open, you got an open invitation. I ask you just a, a, a sidebar question with everything. And, you know, this is a directly, what's one of the lessons that you've been taught building this platform that you never saw coming? I mean, cause let's face it. Some of the best lessons we've ever received, we've never seen coming. Like you go to school, you open up your math book, you're going to get a lesson, but you're walking Absolutely. down and you have some confrontation. You have a conversation with somebody it changes your complete path. You never saw that. Right. No. right. So what is a lesson out there that, you know, that you were taught building this? Well, um, so <laughs> too many to, to uh, recount here for sure. Right. Because, um, but, but again, you know, it goes back to being able to embrace that change and challenge. And, and, and I give, I give kudos to my, my business partner, uh, Dan, 
when we were creating this company, um, you know, gosh, five plus years, almost six years ago, um, we really spent about a year kind of just developing and fine tuning kind of like our go to market strategy and what this model would look like. And, and the, the kudos here is that we knew within the first year, something was going to disrupt that thought process and going into that uh, and having that openness to be like, we don't know what it is, but it's something's going to happen. And are we in a position to be flexible enough to evolve to that change? And, right. and within the first year, laser focused on emerging brands and, and doing what we were doing. And, and, you know, the good news is we were showing value and, and, and we were uh, doing some great things, but at the same time, we were like, we're so limited to what we can do. And we're having to go out and tap and other resources all across the country. And, and again, if not internationally um, to help our brands. And we found that, you know, people who we were reaching out to were asking us to help consult them into how to do more business or better business uh, it, within the food industry. And, you know, it, 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 it was kind of an aha moment here. It's like, it, this is our disruptor. This is our thing that we need to evolve with now had, you know, that's, that's a bit, we, we never saw that coming. And it was a lesson that was learned because we were, we were spinning our wheels and not getting any traction uh, with a lot of great brands that we should have frankly gotten traction with. But right. I, again, kind of kudos back to um, kind of just our mindset going into this and the team that we were working with is like, Hey guys, we need to, uh, Hey, what, what was, what was good a year ago didn't work anymore. And, right. and we got to, we got to, we got to pivot. We got to change. You know, are, are we, of are we people, uh, are we going to back what we're, what we're preaching to our clients and uh, man, everybody got on board. We shifted our, our model to, to be frankly, much more expansive to, to build scale and, and truly, truly believe that the amount of value that we add through our organization uh, is exponentially stronger than it was the, the year out. And again, out, without, yeah. without having that ego and everything involved with it, it's like, Hey, we, we're not coming out of the gate knowing that we're the, you know, end all be all and everything. And, 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 and understanding that we were able to, to shift and pivot. To so shift and pivot. Um, love it. hundred percent. So, I mean, that, yeah. I, that's the biggest lesson that I can still in this, uh, in this time is that uh, anybody who's trying to start a brand, trying to start a service organization or, or any type of business, um, Boy, if you think what you're creating uh, from scratch uh, is the end all be all, uh, don't even get started. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not going to be. You got to evolve. You got to change, and uh, embracing that, have fun with it, is is I think the key. Hundred percent. Oh, that's a great answer. Thank you for sharing that. I just you know I don't put you on the spot, but no, I think I it's it. <laughs> you know because but, but, but you know you built a brand, you started a company, right? You, you started a day one and went, Hey, we got to go to office, you know, office max and buy paper. Right. So <laughs> I mean, you're, right. All, you're in the same boat as anybody By the way, else. back to that ownership thing. That was me. I was, I was in the car buying paper myself. I, that's what I was doing. So there you go. You can get in this mindset where nobody else can do anything but me. And that's boy, that's just not the case. I love it. You, you, you have a couple, what? Somebody can buy paper a hell of a lot better than I can. That's <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So, 
you got a couple really, you know, you got a whole bunch of brands like we talked about. You got a couple of them that, you know, I've kind of stumbled across and whatever life might have taken me in a path. There's some very interesting ones. And well, I'd like to talk about a couple of them if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure. You know, and, hey, full disclosure, love all of them. Don't, you know, we don't have, we, we can't do them all in this one, but we're going to get right. a couple. Well, happy to have them all on. Now, now you're, now you're putting me on the spot because I, I yeah, got to no, well, pick, I got to pick out of our, no, I'll pick them for you. I'll pick, I'll be the best. I'll pick them for you. I know which ones I want to talk about. All right. So this, let me get you, I'll put you, I am putting you on the spot, but I know the ones I want to talk The one that I think is, you know, and I, and, and we've actually chatted on this one. I'd like for you to tell the story about your, the guys that you met and you're working with with this peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, the, was it be happy i think it is be, be happy peanut butter be happy, be happy peanut butter. butter i just think this is just it's it's yeah this is what it's all about this is what makes this so cool this is this this so much what i'm into about seeing these kind yeah. of stories come to light please share this episode of Toddversations is brought to you by brookfield organic produce to change the way you buy organic produce contact rodney at brookfieldorganicproduce.com Man, I, I okay. Thank you for that because uh, <laughs> thank you for picking for me. We do have a lot of great brands that have all awesome stories, but th- this one, if 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 you could pick a quintessential like, uh, what are we trying to do in this value uh, proposition that we're trying to put together? Uh, this is a quintessential story. So, be happy, peanut butter. Um, <laughs> literally started. Um, uh, one of the owners, it's, uh, John and Kathy weed, uh, John, uh, is a financier, uh, works for a very large, uh, fi- finance company. Um, he wanted to teach his children e- e- econ, you know, just basic economics and, mm-hmm. um, to try to figure out like, Hey, what pro, you know, we, we want to give the kids like a project, a task for the summer, like a farmer's market task. And they, they used to you know, make their own peanut butter in house. And it was really um, not, it's not so much a peanut butter and I won't get into the regulations of how much percentage of peanuts have to be in oh, it, yeah, yeah. butter and all that stuff, but it's more of a snack mix and, and, yeah. and the you with the spoon and um, you know, the, the, they would give it as gifts at Christmas time and, and people loved it and they put this market together. And I, I remember one of the original conversations that John had with me is like, um, we only signed up for every other farmer's market, uh, not even on a weekly basis, because we didn't know how successful, you know, the, the peanut butter would be in like typical startups. It's in like just kind of makeshift product and all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we I found them actually prior to even starting Next Up Brands and was doing just a little bit of like localized business with them. And, and I just I just knew they were going to, they could be huge, but again, we, you don't know, you don't know how the why. And, and uh, so then fast forward uh, to next up brands, um, they were having some just very like localized success. Um, You know, we did our thing. We got together. We saw what success looked like for them. We put the strategic planning uh, process together. And uh, so literally this group that started out as an econ lesson for their children uh, is literally now not only a nationally known uh, brand on the shelf with major, I don't want to mention any names, but major, major retailers across the yeah. country, but also is heavily into uh, private label for these programs too, and is literally on a weekly basis sending truckload volumes all across the country. From um, an econ project to... 
Yeah. Literally. That, that, is, uh, that is a success story that warms my heart because it, 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 here's the thing. It wasn't just that overnight success. It was uh-huh. all those things that we're talking about. The multitude of pitfalls, the multitude of shifting and pivoting, the, the absolute uh, love that we have for this ownership group and their family is immense because they just, they, they trusted us from the get go. They, they saw the vision that we had for their, their brand. And they allowed us to be the you know experts that uh, right. we were touting and, and they were along for the ride. And man, that's, that's the perfect, you want to talk about ingredients and everything. That's a perfect blend uh, of, of how it. we can have value and success. It's, it's a phenomenal one. And I, you know, I hope, I hope we're just getting started. Um, and we're going to just keep rocking and rolling this thing, but, uh, you're having fun. We're having fun. It's, uh, I, I think the, the end consumer is loving it too, because the sales keep increasing and, and that's, that's wonderful. Not, it's not about just getting it on the shelf. You got to, you no. got to keep it going. You gotta keep well, it going. exactly. I just, I just love the story, you know, from, a, from, st- you know, kind of a stumble along, let's see what we can do, Absolutely. you know, teach a kid something, go to a farmer's market. And all of a sudden now you're, you know, you're a baller brand out there and, and I have a, I in have a short period of time. Now, now both both of these owners had full time day jobs, right? Yeah. I have this great picture. It's uh, gosh, I don't want to uh, quote the wrong thing. It's like eleven thirty midnight or something. They're in like their their production coats and they're in there like scooping peanut butter into jars because we got this huge order and 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 we're in this like size that now feels like a closet. And and I, I remember taking a picture of them. I said, "See this picture." Um, Three years from now, we're going to look at this picture and you're just going to be blown away. And they're, oh, Shane, come on now. You know, love what you're doing. But we'll see what happens. It's it's off the it's chart. It's fantastic. Away. Yeah, we got multiple facilities. It's fantastic. I, that's, that's that's what I love about. Love it. I know. I love, love about lifting up these cool stories. That's right. That's and it's right. good, healthy food, right? At the same time. 100%. 100%. Now, now, I don't know if you eat an entire jar of peanut butter, you're going to say, I just did my body good. But it's one of those indulgent, snacks that you're 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 you've been satisfied by and you're not like yeah. wow what did i just do you know i just yeah. didn't pound like a you know big bucket of ice cream or anything you know it's like you got some energy you got it going but it's an indulgent snack but it's clean products it's good good stuff, good stuff. well let's get, get well speaking of indulgent snacks let's talk about your tequila company so this way <laughs> I, you know, that's right I can pit, that way i can you know right. okay by the way if they need the address <laughs> they can send a few over i'm from, just from, from peanut butter to tequila i love it we'll talk about it. yeah i want to talk a little bit about your tequila brand a little bit yeah. just because you know it, it's liquor sales alcohol obviously yeah. with with the pandemic liquor sales are up there's a shocker um yeah, that's but right. you know it's a big deal and and if you take a look at the especially tequila like every celebrity on the world you know has got a tequila oh, company yeah. now for you know type of oh, deal yeah. it's a pretty hot market and some of them have done very well Mr. Clooney, Mr. Clooney, Mr. Clooney sold for a number. I think it had a B in front of it. So yes, tell us a little about did. your tequila that, company real quick. Well, you want to talk about tracking me. I, 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 every time I think about that, it just blows me away. But uh, um, yeah, it, it's uh, just a phenomenal story too. I mean, it's, it's literally um, uh, generations in the produce industry. So true produce experts teaming up with uh, centuries old, tequila production and it's where like these two kind of old school worlds collide with technology and this new patented proprietary technology of truly on a molecular level infusing fresh fruit with 100 percent blue agave tequila 
And it's, it's truly the only, the only product on the market that can, that can claim that because there's uh, legalities of claiming uh, blue agave when you've got right. um, flavoring in it and there's zero flavoring. It's on a molecular level. It's real fruit, real lime, real pineapple. And um, it's just such a cool story because it's like, um, you want to talk about, again, embracing change and challenge. You have generations of, of produce experts who, who you would imagine would be very, you know, blinders on. Then you've got like centuries old tequila, again, blinders on. And wait a second, there's this new technology that's going to bring these, these two groups together. They've got to really be able to think, you know, independently and, 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 and future forward to kind of understand what kind of on trend product that could be and really disrupt the marketplace and uh and just how it came together so so beautifully and and the results of that are so cool so uh i love it look look for tequila that's tuco tuco i love it well i'll look forward to my liquor cabinet please do (laughs) it's on its way (laughs) (laughs) the party's in my house come on that's right that's right so one more I want to ask about only because, um, you know, I'm a big fan of ag technology. I'm a big fan of recognizing that if we're going to feed all these people that are coming, including the aliens. We're going to have to get our shit together and figure out how to do it because we're, <laughs> you know, water's a problem. Labor's a problem. Soil's right. a problem. Climate's right. a problem. Temperatures, all these things are problems. Ag technology 100%. is a way of solving that problem. And it's, it's controversial in some ways and it's not in others. And, and, and I totally respect all sides of the argument around right. that. Um, right. But you, you've got a brand that, that's coming up that's just got themselves kind of pulled the, pulled the sheets back a little bit. They're right. out in the public domain now called Uplift. Right. Um, right. Can you talk a little bit about what they're doing and their trajectory? And, and Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a greenhouse greenhouse product, you know, um, that's doing uh, leafy greens and stuff. So I'll preface yeah. that a little bit. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, well, it, and, and even to clarify a little bit, it's, it's 100% indoor grown. Um, right. And uh, cl- completely 100% closed environment. Um, and it's, it's kind of, a, uh, you know, a good third or fourth uh, brand to talk about here, just because, you know, you've gone from like the econ lesson up to a major national brand. And then you've got, you know, uh, very successful old world kind of uh, groups coming together with technology. Th- this is one where it's a totally different example where um, this was and is as you well know, Todd, um, you know, kind of an international concept. A lot of this technology comes from uh, the Netherlands um, and, uh, you know, this very kind of uh, international kind of scope of, of changing the growing uh, technology right. And, right. and just how we're going to market and growing product because of all those reasons that you just mentioned. So this was almost like it, it's, it's a, a large program that, that becomes, you know, uh, palatable or cha- tangible. And that's where Next Up Brands came in. I mean, that, that one, we literally took a concept product and technology and, and helped them craft everything from, from scratch brand up to marketplace. So right. that one, we, we just had an absolute blast with. And, and you said it, it's Uplift Produce. Um, we love that name uh, too. I know you use that a lot. Love it um, because we feel like the word uplift is uplifting communities that we support through our agriculture because there is right. a give back and we're supporting um, the, the labor and economic uh, revitalization of neighborhoods that we go into to, to build these complexes. Um, 
We're uplifting nutrition because it's ultimately ultra clean product in a closed system. So you don't have outside contaminants and foodborne illnesses and things like that associated with it. So we're saying uplift um, the, the health and, and, and quality of food. And then, and then uplifting the environment, making our con uh, contribution to the environment and using, um, you know, 100% uh, recyclable containers, uh, post-consumer plastics, again, a very sustainable way of growing and, and uh, lack of resources that uh, we use 90% less water uh, than, uh, you know, conventional growing techniques and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uplift was uh, just a very, uh, <laughs> excuse the, the, the pun here, organic way of kind of bringing it together and, sure. uh, and, and say we're going to uplift nutrition, uplift communities that we serve. So, yeah, look for these guys. Uh, we're, uh, again, kind of large into small to look to, to maybe partnering with some very large uh, groups, uh, probably by 2022, 2023, and, and expanding nationally, for sure. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I just like said, so, big, big fan of what that space is doing and a big fan of yeah, what it's, it's going to do for our future. It, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, growing uh, leaps and bounds and evolving leaps and bounds every day, and it's really exploded oh, yeah. in, in the country. But it's it's really cool stuff. Really cool. Yeah, stuff. I I love it. You know something something about you that you know kind of shift gears a little bit off of this and just a couple of different things I wanted to touch on a, a little yeah. bit. One of which is that, and I know this is important to you, and I think it when I hear you share your story about next up, and I hear you talk about. Um, you know, what you're doing for brands, why you're doing it, where you found, you know, your voice, right? You're, you know, every company has a voice and you've right. shared your voice, right? You've shared it passionately. You've shared it eloquently. Um, you've shared it very honestly with everybody about, you know, here's the process, good and bad, take us or leave us, right? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, right? That's a part of finding your right. voice. What's inspiring you out there today, right? Because I, and I believe that you're, you're like me, you, you, you're, you know, you use the word mentor, and, and mentoring and you know you don't use yeah. you use it like i do use it because it has meaning to you right right can you touch on that a little bit for me because i think that's just yeah. such a valuable a valuable part of you now oh, yeah thanks um yeah I, uh i i've been so blessed through throughout my career to have just you know, amazing uh, people that I reported to and, and, and mentors throughout, throughout my career, throughout my life. Uh, again, both, both personally and professionally. And I, I think that's such a, and we've talked about this uh, separately yeah. too, such an important part of growth, again, both professionally and, and personally. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I just, it's so funny. I just read this article the other day about uh, people who are retiring. And, uh, you know, what, what are they going to do with their life? It's like you, you, you reach this, this pinnacle in your career where right. you've got all this wealth of knowledge and it's just like, well, you just, you know, you just sit there with it and you, you go, you go fishing somewhere or get on a golf course somewhere. And it's just, it, it's sad, frankly, to, to feel that way. Cause a lot of these people are just like so energized and jacked up, jacked about what they've brought to the table for so many years. It could help so many next generations pass them. And I just, I'm a firm believer in, in mentorships and, and constantly being open to, to learn and engage uh, something that I'm very passionate about and try to give back any time that I certainly can from a mentorship. Cause I've been blessed with so many, I mean, again, from, from my career path, which you've known most of it for God's sakes. And uh, for the people that I've been involved with, uh, you know, <laughs> 
president company uh, included there uh, from a mentorship side. Um, man, it's just, it's, it's just fantastic. And it's a, it's a, such a critical part of people's growth that uh, I hope, I hope people try to embrace that every day and, and really, really find time to be a mentor uh, to people. And, and it doesn't have to be age specific. You know, I know no. I started with that with retirement. It could be uh, younger mentoring older and vice versa. It, it doesn't matter at all. It's just a, uh, uh, a sharing of knowledge and openness. Uh, gosh, I've said this five times now. Uplifting uh, yeah. that communication and that uh, that that feel good mentality. I love it. And uh, I, I agree. 100%. Thank you for bringing it up because it's. I know. I know it's important to you too, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly important to me. And, and and one of those many reasons why we modeled Next Up Brands around this that authenticity. I was. Uh, I was taught that from very authentic mentors throughout my entire life. And it was just something that really resonated with me, a very, very strong part of my growth. You know, it's, it's, it's about creating a friendship. It's about giving back. It's about making time. And that's one of the really interesting 100%. things when it comes to mentoring. It's, you know, you, you don't have to go to a special school. You don't have to get a certificate. You don't even have to wear a T-shirt. You can wear a dress shirt. You can wear <laughs> right. shorts. Nobody gives right. a rip. But it's about giving up of your time. It's about giving up of yourself in a mannerism that gives back to people that inspires. I Some of the greatest things in, in, to me today, looking back at you know, the trajectory that I had, is getting a text or a phone call from somebody wanting to chat with me. 100%. And, and it's like, and it's on a subject matter that's like, I didn't see it coming in this night. I'm right. like, wow, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for your time. You know, that is so important, right? We've got to get back. If we want to make positive changes, if we want to uplift, I'm going to say it now. There you go. I'm on the panel. If we want to uplift, yeah. we want to make positive changes. Right. We're not going to do it just relying upon them happening. We have got to invest in those changes. And that means we have to invest in the people like Next Up is doing right. You're, you're taking the fear out of some of these conversations for people. Yeah. You're helping emerging bands, you know, drive forward. You're helping them move these young brands, whatever the case may be. Those are positive costs of food. Those are positive costs of doing business Absolutely. that we need to embrace. And I think mentoring, I think it's just so simple to do. And it's nothing more right. in a lot of ways. And when you see somebody going to get a cup of coffee, go behind mm-hmm. him and say, how's your day going? Right. right? Whatever. I mean, Absolutely. it just, it's not hard to do. And I wish people would do it more. So and thank I you could, for sharing with that. Oh man, oh my God. And I, I could, I should tell you too, like I, countless times uh, through my growth, um, especially professionally where, um, you know, somebody helped me get past the struggle that I had that I, that I couldn't, I couldn't find the solution. And, and, and here's what a lot of people miss. It's such a mundane, easy, approach for somebody who's lived it and breathed and, 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 and embraces it and uh, has stumbled and has found the solution. Typically, it's such a no-brainer to you or such an easy conversation, but it could literally be a career and life-changing for that, that mentee who, who's, who's getting it. Um, yeah. it's, uh, I love it. Just giving a little bit of that. It doesn't have to be a dedicated hour a week. It doesn't have nope. to be anything. It could literally be a five-minute conversation, but just having that with that person. Todd, you're absolutely right. I love I love that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, it's just not hard. It's just not hard to do. And we need to do more of it. Yeah, we really right. do. Hey, a text message is mentoring. It's not that hard. 100%. Right? Right. 100%. It's not that hard. So tell me something. I, I, I know this story, but I have to ask this story, right? And, I, <laughs> yes. and you know this story is coming. <laughs> I know. So, I, I, so, I knew it was coming. 
<laughs> I got I gotta ask. So tell me a little bit of it. Tell me something that uh, that people don't know about you that you're willing to share. And if you don't tell the story that involves a VW bus, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna throw you back <laughs> to the VW bus. Story. So uh, this is this is more impactful uh, in, in some of my more corporate level positions that I've held throughout my career path. But uh, after after I grew after I graduated, Lord knows I'm I'm the most corporate person you'll ever know. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, when I when I graduated college and and my my focus at that time was uh, was sustainable agriculture soil sciences. Uh, and I had a triple minor in biology, botany, and geology. So I was majorly focused in agriculture, production, et cetera. And again, this is dating me, but, uh, you know, coming from the Midwest, organic growing and sustainable agricultural techniques were really an East Coast and majorly West Coast thing. Right. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to see it firsthand. And, uh, you know, at the time, this was probably the only time in my life where I actually did have a full head of hair down to the middle of my back and a big beard and, uh, lived in my Volkswagen, my 79 Volkswagen bus for about three years, uh, traveling the country uh, all the way from Northern Maine to the uh, coastal edge of Oregon and many, many places in between uh, working on and then eventually managing and directing uh, sustainable agriculture uh, across the country. And, um, you know, again, what I how how I was in other corporate positions was probably even more shocking to, to people that I worked with. Like you did what? <laughs> what did you do for three years for God's sakes? And um, but I really thought I was going to be in agriculture. And then I got that sales bug, uh, you know, on the on the West Coast at a, at a farmer's market. I was like, this is this is what I want to do. And just kind of my my career evolved from there. But, I, you know, I, I think about those times so often and so fondly. And, um, uh, you know, not to, not to get emotional here, but uh, these, are, these are the things that when we talk about next step brands and we talk about what we're trying to do, um, I, I lived it. I saw it. I yeah. saw, you're talking about agriculture and the value of food. I saw the sun up to sundown and oftentimes well past both. Um, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears that, that farmers put into the land and, and, uh, and, and everything about them and, and their, their successor failure was just a hair trigger away either side, yeah. depending on, you know, what was coming, coming down the, the, the road from, you know, whether it's water rights to rain to, you know, fires to, you know, whatever. Um, it's it just, just on a hair trigger. And, uh, I, I, just, I saw the, the toil and the, 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 the lifeblood and the friendship with all that. And it's really, again, at a, at a corner, cornerstone and, and a significant part of our model at Next Step Brands because there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of belief. There's a lot of, uh, you know, energy out there and, and drive for what people are doing. And, uh, and it's, only, it, it's only a way to give back if you're going to bring an authentic uh, uh, nature and, and sure. passion to that as well. So it just, it, it, it's always touched me. Um, I, I, I love, uh, I love that time. Uh, I was probably the healthiest and uh, most in shape I've ever been in my life. Wait, you're like, uh, you were like Kane from Kung Fu. You're walking the earth, man. Oh man. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. It was fantastic. It's fantastic time. And I, I, I draw back on those, uh, 
the situations often. So thank you, Todd, for uh, asking. I had to throw it out there because <laughs> I knew it was a great that. story. I, I, I knew you wanted to hear that story because you love it. There's other associated with it. We'll save for the next one. But we'll save yeah. for the now. We got to just tease it. It's a little tease story. It's a little tease. We'll get pictures. We'll do a picture on the, on the screen next time. Okay. All right. You ready? Are, have we, are we are we wrapped up here? Let's go. We're getting close. <laughs> All right, you ready to have a little fun with me? You want to play a little TLC trivia for cash and prizes? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, you knew it was coming. I knew, if Let's you didn't know it, it was coming. It. All right, here we go. You ready? That's All right. right. What Name a country that starts with the letter F. France. And oh, fuck isn't a country. France, good call. Very good. You know, there's not very many of them. There's only I know, France. I know. There's France, Finland, Fiji. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. don't throw that question at me. I'll nail all three of them. What was, <laughs> what, what was your nickname? What was your nickname growing up? Uh, Shaner. Nice. Shaner Mine was and I had and I had Towner. Counter. Uh, Towner. Town. Oh, Towner. 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 It's like that. People seems... call me Shaner. People call me Towner. Yeah, I don't know. The Towner one sounds creepy. I'm going to go with yeah, Shaner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to go with Shaner. That's right. If you if you uh, where would you like to time travel to, if you could? Ooh, Whew. that's a tough one. I know it is. Um, God, you want me to help? I'll give you my answer. My yeah, answer yeah, now. Yeah. I, can I even think about? Because I've asked this question a couple of times. Yeah. My answer now is I think I'd like to go forward, maybe like fifty or a hundred years. Because I, you know, it's a, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I just don't, I don't see 50 or hundred coming my way. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, yeah. but I'd like to see, I'd like to just see where this shit all ends up. Yeah. See, this is, this is, this is, this is where the host has the advantage, right? Because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what, where would I go back to? And I was about ready to ask you a question. Can I go forward here? You can go forward. Yeah. See, everybody got, goes back. That's my thing. It's like, I'm gonna go I know, forward no, see. no. I was thinking like, yeah, I'm with you though. I would like to go forward. I'd like to see, see, how, uh, see, see where how, this ends up. Or, or even, uh, and hopefully for the positive, what pivotal, what pivotal thing finally has to happen for there to create full change? We'll, we'll see. Oh yeah. See, ho- hopefully all, it's I'm, full change for the positive. Not the negative. I'm a hundred percent. I'm all, I'm all about it. So you travel a lot like me. We put a lot of time in airplanes, right? And, and this is, this is my new favorite question. <laughs> okay. what, what's an airplane pet peeve of yours? Oh my God. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Bare feet. I, okay. I, can, I hate bare feet, dude. You're in an airplane. What? What? Why are you taking your shoes off? I mean, Adam, bare feet. Bare, yeah, and, <laughs> I can and, tell and, you so many horrendous. Oh, I have, them too. I have more. I, yeah, I, I have, mean, I've got more pet peeves, but that's, that's oh, I. No. And 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 I just want to add to that, the 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 people that do the bare feet. And walk to the bathroom with their bare feet oh and come God. out of the bathroom with their bare feet. That right there, we're done. I'm done. I don't. I'm not. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand any of it. I, I don't. I don't get either. it. I, I don't yeah. Oh, we could do. I, we could do a whole show on. Oh, yeah. I got them all. I got them all. I got them all. So with that question, here's yeah. my last trivia all question. Right. All right. Because it seems so. It seems absolutely uh, appropriate. Who invented the word vomit? Ooh. William Shakespeare. There you no go. No, no why would I? I couldn't even That's try awesome. to make that up. I, I, I couldn't. You know what? I couldn't try to make that up because I don't give a shit to try you, to make you, that. You could have told. You could have told me your mom, and I would have believed you. Exactly. I mean, that's the kind so of no, William Shakespeare. I just wanted to show you how culturally. Well, I wanted to show you my cultural side. 
dude, 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 you've been a blast to talk to today. You really have. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the way that you've, um, you, you know, you've shared openly. You've talked about, you know, we've talked about your business and what it is, and that's, okay. you know, and, and that's, yeah, and that's why I wanted you to come on because I love what you guys are about, I and I love, that. you know, helping brands accelerate and emerge and come out and, and to find a voice. And I got one final question I want to ask you though. Okay. You know, you've walked a heck of a good journey, right? And you really have from being back in the, you know, starting with, with college and being in the Bulls, right? And the things that you've done in your career. Let me tell you, if you a, a mountain of failures, a mountain of failures. We all are. Pick up and no, learn we from all are. love it. Look, love it. Look, it Embrace look, the path. If you're, well, I firmly believe, look, your failures is what makes you successful, right? Yes, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's really, really important. But what advice would you give VW Shane? <laughs> today when you think back that's something everybody should know oh man that's that you've a good learned one. that's a good one um well the first thing that comes the first thing that comes to mind is that ego uh i uh early in my career i found some pretty pretty fast pretty quick success through my career path and uh, work my ass off to, to get there for sure. Right. Very, very proud of that. But uh, there, there was some ego that came along the way with that. And uh, I, even back then, uh, fresh out of college, thinking that I knew how things should work and, and, and running operational production across the country. I, yeah, I, I would say, Hey, uh, strip the ego and this is an amazing experience for you over mm -hmm. these next three years. If you're talking about Volkswagen, Shane, it's an amazing experience. So uh, be more open to learn uh, as, a, as opposed to teach. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's great advice, dude. That's great advice. Thank you. Thank you oh, very thank much. You. The appreciate, of my heart appreciate the opportunity, out. brother. Love, love what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank Keep you. driving. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Well, we're, we're glad that you guys are a part of it. We're glad you're, you know, you guys are uh, supporting and being a part of the team here. And uh, we're, we're having, we're having a lot of fun with conversations. We're just blessed. Like you say, we're blessed to be able to get back and to be able to create this platform. We've got such amazing people coming and like yourselves and others just sharing stories, just trying to uplift, yeah. trying to give somebody like, you know, if one person gets something out of these conversations. That's a win, right? And 100%. that's, that's the goal. One's a win. Two is who cares, right? One's that's the win. Right. That's awesome. And uh, so, you know, we're excited about that. So I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You taking time to hang out with us and uh, Absolutely. thanks everybody for listening and hanging out. We appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, check us out, listen, rate, review, subscribe, all that shit you're supposed to do. Those young kids are telling <laughs> us to tell you guys, we appreciate right. it very much. Thanks everybody for being with us. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That's how we make this thing work. Check us out on all the social man social media sites. Easy for me to say. Uh, TLC underscore Toddversations on Instagram, etc. We do appreciate you. Check us out on LinkedIn. Uh, we're pretty big and popular there. We've got a lot of stuff and a lot of good content going up almost every day. So we do appreciate you very much. Sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. Take care. And don't forget, go inspire somebody today. It's really important. Thanks, everybody.